have you really never had coffee? I've never had coffee. Well, never- okay, no, no, no. I've had coffee twice. Once when I worked at the Repertory Theater, because my friend's like, no, trust me, my coffee is good. You got to try this coffee. I was like, I don't like how it smells. He goes, try it. I was like, okay, I'll try it. Like, I don't have anything against coffee. I just think it smells bad. So I take a sip, almost throw up. I'm just like, I just personally don't like coffee. So I don't drink it for, I think, about eight more years. And then I'm in Copenhagen, and I'm eating with a, a bunch of strangers at a restaurant, and they say... Oh, you should try some of our coffee. And I said, Oh, I actually I'm not a coffee guy. I don't Was drink coffee. Was this for that documentary Pinter, this is for the, the print, whole... Pintura Fresco? <laughs> Pintura Fresco? Fresh what is paint. that? <laughs> Fresh paint. Wet is that paint. what that means? <laughs> <laughs> was that Spanish? No, this is for <laughs> Lingua Francis. I was gonna say Linguini Francis. Linguini Franca. <laughs> Yeah, yes. this is for, which I guess if you ask Brett Hoy, it means common language or yeah. common tongue. Linea negra. Yeah, exactly, which is the black cat. And anyways. Li- so- <laughs> Linea negra is the the dark line that appears on a pregnant woman's stomach during pregnancy. There's a dark line? Is yeah. it the baby? No. Or is it just a line? It's just a line called the linea negra. Really? Yes. What's with the line? What happens to that line? I don't know. It's just there for some people, for a lot of people during pregnancy and then. And then it goes away? Then it goes away. Like on the skin or inside? It's, a, it's a, like just under the skin. Yeah, you see it. You see this just lying? You see it. Do you freak out the first time you see it? Like it's just this giant uh, uh, I suppose, splinter, I guess? I suppose if you haven't read a book to prepare yourself for what's about to happen with pregnancy, then it could be somewhat startling or concerning. But Yeah. But okay, yeah, you're nothing. a booksman. I mean, you have a literary podcast, so I was it's also, clear you probably read it. I was terrified of, of pregnancy and fatherhood, too, so yeah. I had done everything to prepare myself so that I wouldn't be thrown for a loop. Did the preparing help? I suppose. I mean, I didn't freak out about the Linea Negra. Yeah, I don't... Say, uh, That's fine. Li- say it again. Linea... Linea Negra. Black line. Okay, yeah. So Lines I was right. right. Yeah. But I was wrong about the, the cat part. Yeah. It's okay. The only Spanish I know, assuming it's Spanish... It's probably Latin. The only Latin I know is the Spanish that is in the end of Blue Streak. Yo tengo el gato and mis pantalones. You just told that guy you got a giant cat in your pants. That was my Luke Wilson. It's pretty good. It was a pretty spot on Luke Wilson. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Owen. Owen joined in. We just watched Charlie's Angels. Luke Wilson, phenomenal in that movie. Okay. Yeah, you should watch it. It holds up. So a handful of things here at the top. Yeah, hand it. Numero uno. Okay, back Latin. to Latin. <laughs> we're on. Uh, yesterday, so we're recording this on Friday, May, May 14th. 14th. Yesterday, the CDC announced that vaccinated people will never die. Yes. And just Especially if you got the Johnson & Johnson. Yes. yes. Because it's two. It's Johnson and, and Johnson. Johnson. Two yeah. vaccines for the price of one, which, which is, is why they only and they need get it one, shot. one shot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. It's like Mike and Ike's, but Ike, some, do you remember when Ike got crossed off of Mike and Ike? No. Yeah, they just crossed him off. He's back now. But for a while, there was... It was there just was Mike. Ike, Ike it said Mike. Mike and, and there was a giant X over Ike, and I was like, oh, that's funny. Someone came in the store with a marker, and then I checked the one behind it. It was there, too. I was like, okay. And I kept checking. I looked online. Yeah, it was a big thing. I like how Twix... Did the marketing thing of the left and right, left and right, how they're made in separate factories and all that. And yeah. now all the packaging is like this is two right Twix and two left Twix. Uh, and it's it's the dumbest thing. But yeah, to me, I prefer a left Twix. That is funny. Are you 
left-brained or right-brained? I'm the gap in between the two. Okay, so Whatever you're the, the, the linear <laughs> the negro. Linear blanco. <laughs> that was the white line, and no, that was German. No, that's the line from that uh, green electric guy in Street Fighter. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. Okay, I like where you're going with this. The oh, new Mortal you. Kombat came out. It was phenomenal. I hope they do a new Street Fighter. Okay. Yeah, it was really good. I'm not. I'm not lying. I'm. You've never lied to me before about. Yeah. A, a on on a scale review. of one to surf ninjas, it was definitely surf ninjas. Wow. Speaking mm-hmm. of, don't let, don't leave without letting me give you your surf ninjas <laughs> and microphone. Okay. Yeah, I'll remember. Yeah. I'll remember the surf ninjas. No doubt about it. I've been talking about that movie all week. <sighs> Forgot to wind my watch. I better <laughs> remind myself. <laughs> um, other thing to note. Um, well, f- first, before we leave the vaccinated thing, yes, this is signaling the end of a pandemic. And the, the only reason I want to talk about this is because it's interesting to go back and listen to our episodes at the beginning when we oh, didn't know man. what was going on. When we were saying like, "Well, we'll record virtually for a week or two, yep. not knowing that we were headed into you know fifteen months of isolation," and so I just wanted to sort of put this into into our canon, put this into our yeah. our record. Of saying this is what happened this episode this week, we got the go ahead that to start something beautiful again. Yeah, and I think that most people will continue to use some precautions, except for the people who are willfully ignorant and not getting vaccinated. Yeah, they're gonna just say that they're vaccinated and not wear masks. Yeah, like I don't chaos will ensue, which yeah. is why I feel like I will need to continue to wear a mask. Just look out for, for people listening to Offspring and calling into uh, radio <laughs> contests. That's your number one sign. Yeah, that's number one sign for the number ten caller. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah. If, if they're good. looking out for Everclear, stay away. I mean, stay ever clear of them. Yeah, that's nice. that's. I was. Oh, I was trying to do like that's a red flag, and I was trying to think of a '90s band that was like Battle Flag. And they're they're so, seen red, yeah. Was that unwritten? I'm, I'm thinking unwritten law. Newfound glory. One of their albums like is a f- big flag. I think one of their album covers. That's Newfound what I'm picturing glory. In my head. Man, I just don't think I ever listened. That to was them. this guy's favorite band. He said it was this. You fa- said or who, no. Who this, said no? Oh, this he this said? guy who that called in the radio it? show. He was like, I'm kind of excited because Everclear is my second favorite band. I'm like, well, now I have to ask, what's your favorite bit? No, you don't just say. Like, Where does Lincoln Park uh, fall into this? <laughs> so, oh, obviously, second to Limp Bizkit. <laughs> and then he just kept it's like connoisseur. <laughs> Bent down. I'm like, is that a Fred Durst tramp stamp? <laughs> <laughs> Fred Durst is directing movies now. Do you have Jonathan Davis of Korn's signature? As I was going to say, I don't even know who Jonathan Davis is. The He's only the thing I know about Korn, Korn was they were in uh, an episode of South Park. Yeah. The Scooby-Doo episode. They're interesting folk. I used to be big into Korn. They seem interesting. I just never got into their music. I think when they came out, I was more into BTO and REO Speedwagon. See, this is where I forget our age difference. How, how old are you? 30. 30. Yeah, 30, 30. And I'm I'm 58. Yeah, I know. This year, <laughs> this year. Well, I'll, I'll be 58 this year. Uh, Sean, you don't look a day past 47. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I had a conversation with with a, a fascinating woman today. Um, that my friend Vani. She lives That's a in great name. It's Vani. 
Yvonne. She goes by Vani. Okay. Um, she uh, lives in London, and her birthday is coming up. And I too, said she's like, I'm gonna be 43, and I was like, Wow, well, you look fantastic. And she took pause, and she's like, That's really only things said to women. Like if a guy is like, Oh, I'm turning 50, you're like, Well, you look like you're 45. Like we put so much pressure on this appearance, and oh. we after we discussed it, we came to the agreement that instead. We shouldn't be saying you look good for 43. It should be more like 43 looks good because of you. Like 43 okay. doesn't define you. Okay. You, you define, define 43. 43. Look at you. You go, girl. So the fact that you would say to me, you look good, when earlier today I had a conversation that's like guys don't get told they look good for their age. But if I'm 58. Send this. Send this to Yavoni. Yeah. You let her know that guys do say it. Okay, we get a bad rap. Yeah. We get a bad rap. We're very, uh, you know, very good people. Vani is a, is a voiceover artist. She's very good. And I'm sure that she would just love the fact that we're recording outside where there's kids screaming. There's a plane going <laughs> overhead. I'm sure we'll have a train go by in a minute. Old Where's hard, my hammerman? Hardly Dent is cutting his grass. <laughs> <laughs> I asked and no one heard Hardly Denton. Not a you, single person heard him. I the heard background. it a little bit. It wasn't awful, but I definitely heard yeah, it. Yeah, that's the a, banging. That's a shame. The banging is what came through. I just enjoyed the frustration of us. Mm -hmm. That I guess that's better. Maybe we're losing our minds that day. Maybe Hardly Denton didn't even exist. <laughs> just, <laughs> Hardly Denton died thirty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I like this little Hardly Denton uh, ghost story. Is that good? Is yeah, that it was good. I like the. Um, so this season, season five. Oh my! Before goodness. we get into season book, five, yeah, I have to say that we both read the first chapter. Yes, we did. And I was nervous because this podcast hinges upon the quality of the book. <laughs> like if if there's not content in this book for there's, us yeah, to it's react, a bad podcast. Yeah, then it's just like yeah, this chapter was okay. It was fine. And we've had those episodes Thanks. before. And yeah. with that, we ended the podcast. Like, <laughs> that could happen. And so, first four books. And again, I don't know. You, you're the one reading the biography of, of Leslie McFarland. Yep. But maybe the first four he cranked out was surprised by their success. And then they're like, come on back. And he could have fallen into the pitfall of, of what happens, you know, like a successful film. And they're like, well... Make a sequel because it'll make us money. Yeah. And it doesn't hold up to the first one. This, this does. Was this it the car? Is so good. Yeah. This I, is, I didn't know if it's because we took such a long break from these books. Yeah, we had like or, four weeks off. Yeah, five we had weeks like off. four weeks off. And I was rereading, or I was reading the first uh, chapter and I was just like, okay. This is way worse than I thought it was going to be in the best way possible. Yeah. This chapter is so bad that it's probably the greatest thing I've ever read. So, to it's so bad. To complete my metaphor, <laughs> the the first four, if yeah. they were a film, they would be Boondock Saints. Good. <laughs> gritty and then somebody was like let's make boondock saints too yeah and they hit a home run david <laughs> they hit a home run the boondock saints too of the hardy boys it's, yeah no doubt about it's it it's a perfect metaphor this book <laughs> you have to try but once you try it's so good it's probably have, the greatest thing i've ever you have read to in my put life aside <laughs> you, your preconceived notions of what literature should be yeah and think about what literature 
could be. Oh, I like that. We should reach out to gross lips and, and dumb laps and let them know that uh, that's the tagline for the rewrites. I need to know what that writing room was when they're like, hey, we're going to rewrite these books. This should fly. It makes me so excited. So I, I want to say thank you to Peter, who has been helping us, uh, helping provide us, helping. He's been providing yeah. us the original copies of the books. And now I'm in this spot where, like, as I read these these chapters, these pages, it's like there's no way this first book was like this. No but was way. it was it better or, or worse? worse. Yeah, it could go exactly either way. What I think too. They add so much <laughs> weird stuff and they take away so much weird stuff. <laughs> Who knows how derivative? Yeah, this it book is weird. Is. It's a weird scale. It's a weird counterbalance. Sometimes it's uh, horrendously rewritten, and sometimes it's rewritten for the best. Mm-hmm. It's the Predo scenes that always make me nervous about going back and rereading. I always hold my breath. Yeah, yeah. I always hold my breath, and then I let my breath out as soon as they talk about chat, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and they do. So I want to say one last thing before we get into the book. Oh, yeah. And that is season five, we're going to try to up the production value a little bit. Okay. I think we may, from time to time, bring in a soundboard. Yes. I don't think it's going to be a regular thing. I like that. It's not going to be a special. part of today's episodes. Yeah. But... I do want to. I'm going to edit the podcast just a little bit more. Ooh. You may notice some stingers in there, some Ooh. some some act breaks oh. throughout the episode a little bit, um, and trying to go from one ad break to eight, and it'll be the same ad each time, but there'll be eight <laughs> eight to ten I to hope twelve you're not ad joking. breaks. <laughs> <laughs> and the ad's a, a nine-minute ad. <laughs> I just want to have one episode where there's maybe three minutes of content from us discussing the chapter and the rest is ads. <laughs> that would be awesome. And you cut us off mid-sentence to go into the ad. <laughs> I cut us off mid- Hang on just a second. I tried to do it there. Was that where the ad played? I don't know. Maybe that's where the theme played. That's where the theme played. Is that where the theme played? That's where the theme that's played. That's where the theme played. Look at us. We're Welcome. back in it. Yeah. <laughs> David, how are you? Sean, baby, I am fantastic. It's a beautiful day. There's not a cloud in the sky. I got the sun hitting me. Got this sweet tan going on. Absolutely. I feel great. You look good. Thank you. You look good. Look Glasses that. are good. Well, another man telling another man he looks good. I'm comfortable this with that. This is two for two, baby. I'm comfortable with We're that. We're good. We're doing this it. This is fine. This is the new norm. This is the new norm? We, that's the thing. Anything Will that someone take me to McDonald's because we're in the Norm McDonald's right now. Ooh. Ooh, that was some dirty work that I just did. Oh. Hey. The I hope you didn't get screwed. No. <laughs> I don't know if he did anything else, but uh, Those I guess we'll find out Saturday night live. Good. Very <laughs> good. I was going to say, because we found out that we don't need masks as of yesterday, uh, that means that it's back to normal, but it's a new normal, which means anything we do starting now is the new normal. Oh, my God. So, yeah. like, if when you leave, I slash your tires, that's, that's the new just, norm. That's what I've been doing ever since we had the mask mandate lifted. <laughs> I've been slashing. Like, that's the new normal. Which is weird because you think you would do that when the masks came out where you're forced to wear a mask, where you could hide your identity. Yeah, but... But this is the new normal. This is the new normal. Do you understand? Do you I, see, do, I, do, you, I do understand. Mm-hmm. I do, mm-mm, uh-huh, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
slash away. Uh, you slash away, but you got to do it with the guitar while screaming, I'm slash. That's good. And then, yeah, play the solo too. I would only do it to your rental. Well, yeah, that's exactly what you should you got do. got a nice rental back there. I've seen better. It's, it's not a 2007 Saturn Ion. What is? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The movie the movie that I just shot, the 2007 Saturn Ion is featured in it. And the whole time when the car was seen, the director was like, can we use your car for a shot? I was like, for sure. It's going to make Keith really angry. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like when they, like, I just, my new iMac arrives in 10 days. Ooh, I'm excited. 10 days? Why yeah. so long? Uh, it's shipping from China and they're not released. Like it'll be here. Like, oh, by it's the on time a pre-order? Yeah. Okay. Um, but. Every time they make a new Mac, a new Apple product, a new anything, they're like, this is the fastest iPhone we've ever made. Yeah. This is the most advanced iMac we've ever this made. This is the best processor this that is we've the done most, hands like, down. This is the screen with the most contrast that we've ever produced, which yeah. makes sense because you're making a new... Why would you make a, a slower <laughs> iPhone than... Well, like we peaked two years ago. Yeah, we're going back. But that's what I feel like the 2007 Saturn Ion is. Ooh. I think when they released the 2008, they were like, this is the second best car we've ever made. Get excited. Listen, 2007 was perfect. They're all sold out. Can't get your hands on them. Yeah. And that's why 2008 was the last run of the Saturns. So yeah. we'll never top the 2007. You know what? When I met my wife, I didn't date anymore. Because I found the one. Saturn. <laughs> she Saturn said 2007 makes- Saturn Ion of Wives. <laughs> <laughs> Saturn makes the best car and they retire. They walk away on top. <laughs> Have any idea how many bad cars Ford has made since then? <laughs> they got out on top. This is the biggest <laughs> plug Saturn has ever had. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure the only things ever said about them is negative things. Like, hey, my car, I can't get the key out of the ignition. When I'm- I... Uh, I'm a, a member of the Sigma Phi Epsilon fraternity. Yeah. And I joined in 2004. And the president of Saturn no. is a SIGEP. And I remember it being this like point of pride of like of the famous SIGEPs. Dr. Seuss was a SIGEP. Yeah. Um, the voice of the Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Some, some good people. Yeah. Uh, and... I totally lost it. Oh, no. Saturn. Come on back. Saturn guy. Yeah. But the, the president of Saturn is a SIG app, and it was this point of pride. And then before I graduated college, <laughs> Saturn goes out of business. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, we're not quite as proud of his business acumen as we maybe could have been. <laughs> they just dropped Saturn? Yeah. We just yeah. don't talk about him anymore. Yeah. He was the Pluto of the cars. Thank you. You're welcome. That's good. Someone needed to say it. That's good. Yeah. I, yeah. Not the Uranus. You could have made the Ur- Uranus joke. I could joke. have gone there, but that's that's low-hanging fruit. We're better fruit. than Uranus jokes. Yeah, definitely better than Uranus jokes. There's a there's a place called Uranus, Missouri. Yeah, they, they have the fudge factory. They have the fudge factory. <laughs> I, I hate that. But they have all these signs that are like, come to Uranus for the fudge. Yeah. And what I hate the most is not the <laughs> sign... But knowing how many people are genuinely thrilled by that. Like, yeah. you see, they're like, oh, my God. This guy right here. I stop oh and take God. a photo every time. <laughs> that, there's also another place called Hot Tasty Butts. Hot Tasty Butts? Hot Tasty Butts, yeah. It's just got a, a pig. I guess it's a place where you get pork. And, yeah, huh. there's a restaurant called Hot Tasty Butts. That's upsetting to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that one bit. But this guy likes it. This guy likes to take photos of it right next to the Uranus Fudge Factory. Okay. <laughs> Okay. They got great taffy Natural too in Uranus. Allies. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. Season five. We we already had our, our 2007 yeah. Saturn moment. <laughs> it's just downhill and out of business. We're in 2008 now. now, baby. All right, we're about just to get dropped from your school. <laughs> hey. You should reach out to your college too and let them know that you're doing this. Like, hey, I know you dropped Saturn. I heard there's a spot open. Yeah, if you need if you need somebody on the homepage. Yeah. I'm your homeboy. You're the homeboy. Homeboy home for the homepage. Yeah. <laughs> and I would die if it, that happened. If I could have my photo for the website taken in front of your 2007 Saturn <laughs> Ion, I feel like that would be the right way to go. <laughs> While like you're getting poked in the stomach and laughing like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. You yeah. know what? A- after I said that, I realized I was wrong. Pillsbury Doughboy, the voice of Pillsbury Doughboy, is a graduate of Valparaiso, my university, but was uh, not a member of the fraternity. That upsets me. I'm sorry. I'm very upset now. Now I, I feel like you went to a hack school. Yeah. All the, you did was churn out a racist and uh, and the creator of a terrible car. Racist went to Dartmouth, but was a sig up at Dartmouth. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the voice... I'm sorry... The inspiration so no for one the, went to your school. No, you know who went to my school? Who? Chris Kattan. Not, ooh, ooh. Uh, give me a hint. I want to guess. Perry Mason. Was it Perry Mason? It was the person on whom the character Perry Mason is based. They received their only formal law education at Valparaiso oh. University's law school, but dropped out after a semester, studied on their own, and passed the bar in California. Interesting. So it's an. It's in a sense, you know, a, a rebuke of Falpo's Law School. But yeah. hey, there you but go. Hey, Everybody gets one. He was there. Yeah. <laughs> Tell <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't know who went to. I know John Goodman came from my high school. John Goodman is a SIG up. Oh, is he? At South, uh, what was Southwest Missouri State, now Missouri State. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, look at that. John Goodman's a SIG up. Yeah. Now we're talking. We we share uh, we share the Goodman. Yeah, yeah. Pop, I I feel like the listeners are clamoring for more. <laughs> there, you, if you're listening, you're probably thinking, "Don't get to the book that yeah. you've talked about Keep being so great." Keep name dropping. Who else See, do you got? Just have long uhs while you brainstorm who else was a sig up, because that's important. Steve Hofstetter. Steve. Steve Hofstetter. Salty Steve. <laughs> The Hofstetter? <laughs> Hofstetter Steve? The Salt Stetter himself. <laughs> Old Salt Getter. Oh. I can't believe that. Yeah. Believe wow. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, you know, he he did what he did. He mm-hmm. was that famous guy, that, that uh, woman. I'll give you a real one. Lutz from 30 Rock? No, no idea. I never watched 30 Rock. <laughs> God bless you. Excuse me. Uh, the character, Randy Lutz, uh, that actor is both a graduate of Valparaiso University yeah. and a SIGAP. Who else is he? Like, what is he in? Lux? 30 Rock. Anything 30 Rock, else? He plays the character Lutz. I never watched 30 Rock. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> you just know it? I just know that. Yeah, I know that the one lady from The Office is from St. Louis. Phil- two. Three. Two. Pam and... Three. And Philip? Phyllis? Pam? Pam, Phyllis, and Phyllis, uh, Aaron. Who's Aaron? Uh, she plays... Uh, Pam's replacement as a when Pam moves to sales, Aaron becomes the new receptionist and has a relationship with Andy Bernard, Ed Helms' character. I don't know who that is. Oh, okay, Ed Helms, you got Aaron that. Hannah. Uh, yeah, she, uh, Ellie Kemper is her name. She was. Um, oh, the. She's she was uh she uh, a red haired lady. Yeah, 
Yeah. She had the Netflix show where she's like a, a mole woman come back. She was the unbreakable in, uh, Kimmy Schmidt. That's it. She was in the Derek comedy skit from like 2010. Yes, yes which yeah. we don't need to describe. We will not describe it. Yeah. Where did you read that? Though That is my favorite line of all time from that skit. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Hunting. <laughs> See, I feel here like go. here we go with with higher production value, that would have been a good spot for the theme, for for, for not for the theme, but a stinger. Yeah. Just to, to break that conversation, and we can regroup. But oh, we're I think get that, some stingers. We'll get some stingers. Yeah, but I think that in this particular instance, showing that we both just had this <laughs> awkward pause and sh- we're not covering I, up or editing anything. I didn't know just, if we were going with the chapter or if we were going with the book title. And I, I was, was trying to read your lips, but then I thought you were going to sneeze again. So I was just like, whoa, it's the big show. <laughs> <laughs> so we begin the Hardy Boys. Book five, hunting, hunting for, for hidden, hidden gold, gold. Yeah. which on the cover, before we get into any of this, <laughs> it's the Hardy Boys with hidden gold. Yeah, and some creepy old man behind them. Yeah, it is not apparent if this man is a part of their squad. It doesn't look like it at first. He looks like a Lenny. Yeah. Yeah. Mice and men. Yeah. Yeah. But he also doesn't seem villainous. No, he, he just sort of seems am, am, ambiguous here a little bit. Yeah. You know what? Now I'm looking at the actual location. Look at all the vegetation on the ground. Yeah, there's fresh flowers. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. Because <laughs> they're in a cave, right? But I thought about the other titles of the books. We, like Missing Chums. Chums yeah. are missing. They did find them, but we didn't know that. House on the Cliff. Turns out that that's where all this you know smuggling happened, but we didn't know that. Yeah. And... uh. The towers, yeah. The house, the towers, tower the treasure, tower treasure. That's it. Um, yeah, and the secret of the old mill. We didn't know what the secret was. This one's called hunting for hidden gold, and on the cover, we can already tell that they find, <laughs> they find it. the gold. <laughs> yeah, they could have just <laughs> called it Hardy Boys Hidden Gold. Like you don't have to say hunting because yeah, we know. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, look at that. The Hardy Boys already off to a hidden bad start. Gold. Yeah, that sounds way better. Hidden gold with a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hidden gold with strange man, but not necessarily threatening. It was weird, too. He's like halfway hidden behind the rock, too. Like he's just peeking out like he's not supposed to be there. It's very strange. But he's not fully concealed and he's not looking sinister. He isn't he isn't uh, swarthy, not swarthy enough. Yeah, he's he's red. They're all like painted red. I guess that's from the lantern. Although it doesn't look like a lantern, it legitimately looks like Frank is holding a fireball. He was the inspiration uh, for Ryu. Oh my God! I heard about this. Hadouken. Hadouken. <laughs> which we'll learn all more about, about Street Fighter. Which today. we'll learn more about with the Street Fighter reboot. Yes. You're, Cross your you're fingers. Darn toot, and we're doing a Street Fighter reboot. So upon opening the book. There's another one of these summaries. I, I skipped, didn't read it. I skipped, I skipped it. Too. I don't want to yeah. see it. I don't want spoilers. Don't yeah. give me a, a chunk out of the middle. I agree with that. I did start it, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. They're starting, because it's been a long time since I've started a Hardy Boys book. I was like, oh, this is interesting. It's, it's just doing like a little setup for us. And then I realized, no, this is somewhere in the middle of the book. Yeah. This is. I was very upset. Which they started doing, I think, in the third book. Yeah. It's trickery that I don't enjoy. Yeah. Don't, don't. I've already bought the book. Yeah. I'm don't clearly reading it. Yeah, 
I, I, I'm fine. Yeah, thank um, you. But then we turn the page and we get one of these. I do like these. It's an illustration, which is some point in the middle of the book. <laughs> I actually didn't and we have no idea yet. how we'll get there. <laughs> That's awesome. And no idea how it'll resolve. But this one is some wolves in the back of a cave, <laughs> it looks like. And do you want to read that uh, that caption? The wolf pack seemed to sense that its victims were trying to escape. So in this book, the Hardy Boys get kidnapped by wolves. Yeah. Because they just can't keep getting kidnapped by people anymore. They finally learn to stop being kidnapped by people, and they get kidnapped <laughs> by wolves. <laughs> These books are and in, insane. And in book six, The Shore Road Mystery, they get kidnapped by a road. <laughs> <laughs> just keeps escalating. Oh, help us, Sean. Oh, this so is, that this with is that as one. the preamble, that brings us to good old chapter, chapter one, danger, danger in, in the, the fog. fog. Yeah, we both went deep there. Yeah, of I course. It's that. the fog. We got to yeah. go well, mysterious I didn't know if with I it. I was going to go high and you go deep. Okay, you want to try it again? Yeah, let's try it one more time. Chapter, chapter one. one. <laughs> 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 why, why would anyone say it like that? Chapter one. All right, you go yeah, high, I'll go yeah, low. Yeah, I'm going high. Chapter, chapter one. Oh, I'm going low or you're going high? I'm going low. You're going low, yeah. okay. Chapter, chapter one. Danger in the, in the fog. fog. That was good. That's pretty low. That was, yeah. I, I can't go much lower Daddy than that. Daddy sang bass right there. I could tell. <laughs> Mama's over here singing tenor. Woo. I got you. Daddy Somebody's bass. going to get hurt. <laughs> what is... Oh, God. <laughs> I was so confused. But yes, that is the opening line of this book. Frank Hardy exclaimed. <laughs> okay, what's going on? Yeah. Why is someone going to get hurt? Love it so far. Yeah, same. Love it so far because what are it, these dumb boys up to? It could be again of like somebody's trapped in a window and being hit with a bat. <laughs> and like it's a boy like boys, somebody's going to get hurt. <laughs> or it could be like legit danger people have guns by them and it turns out that's exactly what that it is. That is 100% what it is. But for a moment. to the like, greatest opening chapter of all time. Yeah, for a moment we had Schrodinger's danger. <laughs> we, we, it could have been anything. And it's quickly uh, resolved by the next line. Well, actually, we should just read the full thing. He and his four companions paused in the darkening woods and listened as rifle shots and loud laughter rang out from a nearby ridge. Careless hunters. Frank's brother Joe said grimly. <laughs> I love that. Next time I'm out in the woods getting shot at, I can't wait to go. <laughs> Careless hunters. Yeah. It, what and, do they do all and day? And especially knowing what we know as people who have finished this chapter and what's yeah. about to come. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that they're at least hearing, hearing the gun debate evolve in the United States and people saying like, you know, guns aren't dangerous. Like my family uses them for hunting. Like it's a tradition. Yeah. Even in the 20s when these books were written and revised in the 60s, they were like, yeah, hunters are dumb and <laughs> it's really dangerous to give these people guns. Yeah. They could kill teenagers yeah. on accident. Dumb teenagers. Oh, yeah. But all teenagers are dumb. Yeah. So, yeah, I was an oxymoron. Uh, then we get some intros because it's Frank and his four companions. Joe, tall and blonde, a year younger than Frank. Uh, careless hunters, he says. Uh, let's go back to the cabin, urged plump Chet Morton nervously. I'm hungry anyhow. Awesome. Poor guy. Dude, th if this is Can't a Guy Ritchie a movie, too, you know, it would just do the freeze frame as he's rubbing his tummy. 
and then it'd say Chet, but it's written like the uh, the opening font of Good Burger, where it's like in pick- pickles and you know yeah. ketchup and mustard. Chet, the plump one. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. And then Lanky Biff Hooper agreed. Yeah, old the old spider boxer. legs lift. <laughs> spider legs Biff. We can look for a campsite tomorrow. Unless Frank and Joe is called away to solve a mystery. Tony Preto needled. Interesting. Yeah. He needle points. Yeah. He's I hadn't taken him as a craftsman. He just like a little fencer. Frank chuckled. There's a chance we will smack a bullet thudded into a tree an inch from Joe's head. I was just like What's oh going God. on? <laughs> where, where are they? I don't want to get too grim, but if it were an inch off and book five just starts with <laughs> Joe's head exploded. Oh, my God. Just speechless boys. <laughs> just Kali Shaw grim. just comes in like, like Jackie Kennedy Hysterical. just like scooping up oh, his no. head. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, You're gonna no. be alright, Frank. David, You're gonna be alright, Frankie. We were, we were so close to the line. <laughs> we did I push it? Did I cross we it? We were tiptoeing on, on the line, and you tripped and fell so far into the other side of the line. Oh no! We're just oh, we're no. history buffs. It's it's the oh, same time no. as the rewrites. That's what happened. They rewrote these in '63. Oh. <laughs> And with that, the boys took a break. <laughs> Feeling good. Feeling great. Feeling good. Needed Feeling that great. needed that mental break. Yeah. Joe lives. Joe does live. Joe Spoiler lives. alert. I just imagine your neighbor is just sharpening ice skates in his backyard. <laughs> in mid May. For no reason, yeah. <laughs> gotta get him ready for January. They gotta be sharp, sharp, sharp. <laughs> Calm down, Carl. For a moment there, there was stunned silence. Joe, are you all right? I'm okay, but one inch closer. And uh, so Biff gets upset. I'm going after these also, fellas. So they're camping right now, right? Yeah. Where are they camping? They're camping at Buck's shooting range. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where are they? On a, a ranch? On a big game <laughs> hunting lodge. <laughs> They said we're in the middle of a war zone camping. It's <laughs> like, hey, let's go to Iran. <laughs> just throw up a tent. What's That's going fine. on? It's cool. Because <laughs> this thing, an inch away from his face. What kind of careless hunters are these? Yeah, what a shot. Yeah, pretty good shot. Yeah. <laughs> what were you shooting at? That was. He that- said he's not a deer. Oh, <laughs> I thought he said he was. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. That was yeah, like yeah. That. Stealing one of Sean's classics. Why don't you be careful? Joe shouted when they saw the men. You nearly killed my brother. <laughs> and by the way, why don't you be careful is a weird rebuke. Because it's sort of a suggestion. Like, why don't you be careful? But it's a question mark. Like, why don't you be careful? Yeah. Okay. I like that you went into Minnesota for this. Oh, I was going for like Swedish. Oh, was that Swedish? I was going for English as a second language. A close second. Oh, okay. But second language. Like, why don't you be careful? I can hear it now. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it was good. We've yeah. been watching uh, Drive to Survive, the Formula One documentary uh-uh. on Netflix. No idea. It's, a, it's about Formula One racing. I don't know what Formula One is. Like Indy cars. Like racing. Racing, yeah. Okay, yeah. And everyone in this sport is foreign. And oh, they're all like Italian, right? Yeah, Italian, yeah. German, Europe, like mostly European. Like this sport has a rich European history. Yeah. 
Haas is the American team, and everyone except the owner is obviously, being a seasoned veteran of the sport, from some European country. Yeah, Haas is German, too. Yeah, and it's it's funny to hear like these teams be like, as number one American team, we've been working so hard. And there's there's there was one guy, I wish I could remember his exact name, but there's one guy for one of the other teams, his name is like Otman Svobard. It's a great name. And... He gets on. And he just goes, "Hi, I'm Ottman Svobard. and like of <laughs> all people, of all American. people with like a Southern American accent, it's this Otvar, somebody named Otvarb Slobin or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's just from Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. This is a weird inside joke, but when I worked at that studio, we were doing a tutorial. And the guy introduces himself. He's like, hi, I'm Shad from Dallas. So he freeze-framed it and then added a subtitle that just said Shad from Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> that is an inside joke. It really was. And then people paid $300 <laughs> to buy this tutorial with a stupid joke. <laughs> I guess that's the joke right there. <laughs> It's finally paying it's off. They're like, the editors are losing their mind. It's the only thing they could do to stay sane. Hi, I'm Shad from, jo- from Dallas. <laughs> Shad from Dallas. <laughs> His name was Shad. C-H-A-A-D. Not Chad. Yeah, it was but Shad. Shad. Yeah. Interesting. Old Shad from Dallas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I just want to, th- this interaction with these hunters, sorry boys, one of the men called back casually. He and his companions did not stop. Instead, they moved on through the undergrowth. Is that all you've got to say? Chet bellowed. Forget it, kid. Another one of the hunters replied. Nobody got hit. Stupid sportsman, growled Joe as the trio disappeared. He added to his companions, you fellas nearly lost one business partner. I like that. They don't look at themselves as friends. Yeah, colleagues. They're just straight up. (laughs) Your boss almost got murdered. To relieve the tension caused by the near accident, Tony Prito said jokingly, we're used to the idea of losing you and Frank. Every time we start a project, you two get involved in a mystery. Which is a nice way of saying, like, we're so used to you having to abandon us anyway that it's okay if you die. Yeah, that's how I read it too. Relax. Hey, it's that we've already gotten past the idea of you dying. I've already shed my tears for you, man. It's fine. Yeah, I'm done. Fine, just fine. From here on out, I'm a sociopath with you. I may have said this before. There's a there's a Jeffrey the dumbass video where he's telling his life story and turns out the whole thing's made up. And as he's getting called as he's getting called out on it, yeah, uh, she's like, "Now you said your your mother was a famous accountant. (laughs) That's not a thing. That's not something someone can be." Yeah. And as I read (laughs) this, Frank and Joe were the sons of Fenton Hardy, the well-known detective. It's like that's that's not really that's not a, thing. a job. Yeah, no that's one is just, a well-known detective. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you know detectives? Me neither. Frank Drebin. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, Wolf. Frank Wolf. Frank Wolf. Frank Wolf isn't he the? No, that's Dick Wolf. Yeah, he's the executive producer of uh, Law and Order. Law and Order. I, I couldn't think of what it was called. I'm thinking that there's a private detective that gets used in Nathan for you. Who's, oh, his I last he, name is Wolf. Yeah, okay. I got to rewatch that. He posed and in Playgirl. Oh, okay. Now we're talking. So we we get some details here. Um, we may have to leave. Dad's out on a case out west, and we're hoping we get a call to go help him. Uh, and we might even find a clue around here, c- conveniently. Yeah. Uh, 
And so Joe explains, remember, oh, here, you want to take that? So the, the whole group is confused. What? Like, what a surprise. Chorus. Chorus. I thought that was awesome, and I hope yeah. they did it like what? it was a hymn. What? Oh, yeah. you want to try it? Yeah, let's both go low. Okay. What? <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Remember when Frank and I inquired at the store about a man named Mike Onslow? Joe went on. Dad asked us to keep an eye out for him. Onslow lives somewhere in these woods, and he may have some useful information that ties in with Dad's case. Chamon, said Chet. <laughs> Let's eat and talk later. <laughs> I love where Chet's mind is. Like, no, no, I don't care about these juicy details. I care about this juicy steak. Ooh. Slap it in front Ooh. of me. Give me a tomato. Chet has had three lines. <laughs> yeah, they're is... all food related? No. Well, one or was. Or fat kid Two related? Was... One was, uh, is that all you've got to say? But the other ones were, let's go back to the cabin. I'm hungry and let's eat and talk later. <laughs> He's staying in character, yeah. And, I mean, it's kind of a a tragedy because in the original books, he's always got some horrible prank where he's hurting people. And that's that's his legacy. And this one, they're like, let's just make him the fat kid. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's better. It's sad. Yeah. 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 At least he's nicer. Everyone loves loves the plump one. So I guess he was kind of of a bully. And now he's being bullied. So is it. Look at that. Is that karma? Yeah, but is that book justice? But is that is, is it better? Is is getting even the best thing? I don't know. You know what? We see the progression of the bully though. The author. You know, cuz every bully was bullied as a child. That's true. I like what they're doing here. It's deep. Yeah. You know and, this was planned too. This and was all good plotted for out us for peeling back the layers of the onion because <laughs> A lot of people probably. Now you're just calling Chet an ogre. Did, 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 you know, glanced over these books and did not give them the artistic appreciation <laughs> that they deserve. The nuance that that Franklin W. Dixon was going for. Yeah. To say it's amazing. To say, look, we can all change. We can all develop. Yeah. We can all grow. That's beautiful. Not you know what, what a else book grows? should be. Juicy tomatoes. But what a book could be. Oh, he brought it back. Brought it back. Remember when you said that earlier? It said what? Remember you said that line earlier and I said I like that? That's what you should have said. When did I say But it? not what you could have said. Oh, my God. He did See? it again. It's a It's a catchphrase. <laughs> it's a thing now. Oh. So it it turns out they, they hear what sounds like a cry, and then they're like, well, it was nothing. Let's go. <laughs> they get <laughs> to this. really odd. They get to this cabin, uh, and they explain that they're, they're 10 miles from the nearest town, Clintville. Only road was steep and rutted. They had borrowed Mr. Hardy's car for the trip, but left it in the Clintville garage. And George Haskins, the owner of the town's one hotel, had read to them the cabin. And George's son, Lenny, had driven the boys to the cabin in his Jeep. I'm thinking that's Lenny on the front cover. You think so? Yeah, it's An adult be. son <laughs> living at home. He, he, does, he does have the vibe of an adult son living at home in his mid-40s. Uh, oh, poor Lenny. So just when they're about to eat, they hear the sound of running and frantic hammering on the door. Why he not? He didn't knock, but why he hammered, I don't know. But Lenny Haskins, George's son, it's at the door. He's also lanky. Yeah, he's got a lanky, lanky boy. Yeah. He's panting. What's the lanky matter? Lanky Lenny. Huh? 
What's the matter? Tony asked the youth toward Frank the bottom Jart- of page four. <laughs> <laughs> Frank and Joe Hardy have a long distance call at the hotel. The boy blurted out, out of breath. From where? Don't know, Lenny said. There's trouble on the line, and all I could make out was that the person would be back in an hour or so. Would call back in an hour or so. Yes. Maybe it's dad. I bet you're right. Let's go. So they say, go ahead and eat. We're going to go back to the hotel with Lenny. And they get into the rattletrap Jeep. Hang on, says Lenny, as they started a bone-shaking ride downhill. I love that. I like to imagine the uh, Ace Ventura 2 when he's driving along in the Jeep and just bouncing everywhere. And then they zoom out, and he's just on the paved road. (laughs) But he's... (laughs) That's the Hardy Boys. One of the greatest movies of all time. Always dialing up the adventure. Yeah. Yeah, boy, it's hot in these rhinos. 20 minutes later, car reached Main Street, and Clinfield came to a stop in front of the Haskins Hotel. Telephone was ringing as the boys rushed in. This is a great little moment. I like the urgency with at, at which the boys operate. Oh, Every, yeah. Everything's a 10. Is that a child? What is that noise? That's my dog. Was it really? Yeah, she was whining. Oh, my goodness. That was interesting. Mr. Haskins seized the receiver from the wall telephone. Yep! He shouted into the mouthpiece, then handed the instrument to Frank. I'd like to think that he he didn't leave room for anyone to talk or, like, (laughs) ask for Frank. He just picks up a mouthpiece, screams yep into (laughs) it, and then hands it to somebody. And the screaming does not stop, my friend. George Haskins never understood the telephone. (laughs) Yep! <laughs> so so this this conversation here. This is Hank Shale came a voice, barely understandable through the static. Your pa asked me to call and say he needs your help pronto. Is dad okay? The answer was drowned out by crackling noises over the wire. Then the voice said, "Get here to Lucky Load." <laughs> and the line went dead. So, some mystery. Yeah. Some some danger. Definitely some danger. Some unknown. Yeah. And, and then we start to fill in some blanks here. Hank Shale is the name of the old friend Dad told us he'd be staying with, Joe recalled. But how do we really know that was Shale? I heard the operator say it was Lucky Load calling. That settles it then, Frank said urgently. Something happened. We must take off right away and help Dad. <laughs> I, I'd, like to, I, I'd like to think that Frank interrupted before Haskins even finished Finishes saying the whole it. thing. Like, I heard the operator. Well, that settles That's it. <laughs> We're going. We're got going it. to Lucky Load. I want to see this boy play Pictionary or something like that. <laughs> He's got it solved the minute the pen oh. hits the paper. Oh! He's on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> this is a person. Got it. Like to solve. Like to solve. Lucky Load. <laughs> no, it is not Lucky Load. <laughs> uh, so there's a morning flight to the west. We'll have to make it. And after some difficulty, the boys managed to place a call back to Lucky Load, notifying Hank of their plan to start out the next day. Better eat before you go, said the hotel proprietor, reminding them of the time that this book was written. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So they get in the Jeep, and it breaks down on the way up. Classic Hardy Boy fashion. Yeah. Obviously, some needless drama. Um, Yep. And they're like, you know, we can't even push it on the road. It's it's losing oil too fast. Uh, so Frank's is like, hey, we're going to walk the rest of the way. You can go back for help or get another car. And I just imagine, like, they just bark this order at Lenny. And he's got to be like, uh, I can? Really? You're going to let me hike all the way back and find another car? 
and I'm drive honored. up this road to get you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for allowing me. I'm 23. To do that. I'm 23 <laughs> years older than you. <laughs> I got blisters on my feet. My L5 is acting up. Sure, my, I'll walk for you. L5. <laughs> That's part of your spine. <laughs> There's just no way they knew about the L5 no, when this no book way. was written. Yeah. Those are your, your crusty inside parts. <laughs> we don't know what they're called. I got this black line on my stomach. I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm pregnant with a demon. <laughs> Some sort of hell baby's coming out of me. <laughs> Uh, so this chapter ends with, uh, here's here's the danger in the fog. So they're walking, trying to find the cabin, and uh, then they hear this moan. Somebody saying, help. <laughs> so, and then there's a weird sentence. The boys cut through the woods to on their right and felt their way through the mist-shouted trees. Low branches cut their faces, and once Joe tripped over a huge oak root. And I just thought that was a backwards way of, like, Okay, you, you tripped. Yeah, that's not that big of a deal. But your faces are being <laughs> cut. Maybe land on that as the dramatic moment. Which what are they doing? Like low branches don't cut your face unless they're rigged with razor wires. <laughs> and unless you're not using your hands at all, but leading with your face. <sighs> Good. Careful. Gracious. There's a ravine here. So, uh, oh. hey. We can use that stinger to put a break right here. We can use that stinger there. So they find this guy. Here he is, Joe, said Frank. The two boys knelt beside the victim. My leg. <laughs> the man groaned. Which also, Frank stumbled over something bulky and there came another moan. Frank is clearly stumbling over this man on the ground. Yeah. Then, Sorry, I skipped that. Frank <laughs> stumbled over something bulky, and there came another moan. He beamed the light on a prostrate figure, on a figure's <laughs> prostate. <laughs> My leg. I've been shot. <laughs> With extreme care, Frank pulled aside the trouser cloth torn by the bullet. Doesn't seem to be much bleeding now, but there might be more when we move you. Quickly, the boys wound their handkerchiefs loosely around the man's thigh to use as a tourniquet if necessary. Smart boys. Yeah. As they lifted the moaning figure, he fainted, which means they're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it's tight enough? Well, it should cut off all circulation. Every time I pick up a, one of my nephews, <laughs> they faint. <laughs> this is normal. <laughs> I'm like a boa constrictor when I squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> I picked him up by his neck and he just fainted. <laughs> Weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> his head was so big it looked like a gusher. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> what a gushes. You ever seen the airhead commercials? <laughs> <laughs> What's a commercial? Uh, no time to waste, Joe. He's pretty weak. Joe peered around into the blanket of fog. Suppose we can't find our cabin, he says grimly. We must, Frank replied. This man may die if we don't get him to shelter. If you get him to this cabin in the middle of nowhere, he's going to die there, too. Yeah. This like, what do you have in this cabin that's going to change the game? Yeah. Joe was... Turtle soup? Joe got away lucky. Yeah. With the, with the near miss. Uh, this guy... 
got hit and in the 20s. Stepped on. Bleeding leg in the woods. Yeah. yeah. Had a, a rib broken. <laughs> right. At, he was like yanking the actual ball out, the lead ball, because I imagine this was a muzzle loader. Yeah. And he's just pulling that ball out. He's finally got it. Then someone steps on it and it drops <laughs> back in. Oh, no. Come on. Again. <laughs> you just got all these like bloody <laughs> print over his leg. This keeps happening over and over. <laughs> There's some movie like that where. Like the doctor, like as the guy's like, I'll go get help. He like crushes the doctor's hands with his foot as he <laughs> runs away. That's the Hardy Boys. Classic bits, dude. Classic oh, bits. Good stuff. Yeah, great stuff. Good what stuff, what great an awesome stuff. first chapter to a terrible book. Uh, if this is the opener, I just can't wait to see where we go from here. Yeah, to because a really bad finisher. We have we have already four elements here to play with. We've got. Hunters in the woods yep. that are just shooting randomly at people. Uh, we've got, uh, what was it, Mike Onslow? Mark yep, Onslow? Mike Onslow. Mike Onslow. Yeah. Who lives in these woods and might help with this case. Fenton Hardy, Lenny, through a proxy, yep. is all about getting them out of there uh, and, and to, to California to help their dad. And then now you've got Bleeding Stranger <laughs> who fainted when they picked him up. Yeah. There's... Already four ways we can go with this story, and I think that's evidence of it being a rewrite. Oh, yeah. Because it's just already so complicated. Convoluted. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about complicated. it. That's what I like about it. I guarantee Lucky Load is not someone from the original. To me, that's the added character. You think so? Yeah. Probably the whole tie-in with like going out to California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, David, we've begun season five. Yes, we have. This is this is an exciting thing. It's definitely an exciting we, thing. We've we're committed ourselves to another season. And, <laughs> and I know that we're going to keep this going forever. And I, I know we took a couple weeks off accidentally to accommodate our schedules and a yep. pandemic. But there's no doubt in my mind that we're going to keep cranking through these books for the rest of our lives. We will finish them. But it feels so good. It's hard to be like, yeah, when we do book 12. Yeah. But to say we've started book five, which means we've got at least 20 episodes. <laughs> we're going, baby. <laughs> So to our <laughs> listeners, thank you. Yes, thank thanks you. for joining us for another season. If you're new here, welcome to the greatest podcast ever. That's a fact. If you need to go back and listen to old episodes, just listen to Landslide. Yes, that's We're also really a proud fact. of that one for some reason. Yeah, Landslide just did it. Is where we I found our I need to go bearings. back and listen to that again because I'm sure it's not nearly as good as we no, remember. No, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> Landslide, I remember we just had one bit in it that made us laugh really hard. Yeah, something about the telescopes. <laughs> yeah, definitely something about those telescopes. Yes. I wonder what the random object in this is going to be. That's a good point. Yeah, what they're going to sell to us. It was yeah. transistor radios in the last one. Yeah, Yokohama trans, trans... What was it? Yokohama radios. Yeah, yeah okay, it was Yokohama. I thought I got it. Yeah. yeah. And we'll see if as we record the next episode, we can't make sure that the background is even louder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see if we can't get some baby birds to put behind our microphones just to squawk like, the Can we time. make it seem like we're at a construction zone? Ooh. Yeah. yeah I suppose, I, yeah, we don't have to keep relying on... The Natural screaming sounds. kids, we one add. house over, <laughs> or the grass cutting. I can just add in those effects and post. Yeah. And maybe I will. Nice. Now, I got to ask. I don't remember who does the rhyme on the first episode. You want to do it? I'm doing it? Sure. That's a lot of pressure. I wasn't prepared for this. You can do it. You have to rhyme with two. And there's at least three <laughs> words that rhyme with that. And I believe in you. And this is what... You see... This is 
this is a, a motif that has carried through all the seasons. And at a point, we're just out of, like, there's only so many things. And for half the episodes, we'll rattle through a list of, like, nine rhyming words. Like, there's nothing new. No one's listening. No, Not one of our listeners is like, ooh, wonder what they're going to do this time. Like, oh, favorite part. No, no, don't, don't, don't turn it off. Don't turn it off till the end. They, they haven't a, rhymed yet. They, they haven't do a rhyme. rhymed yet. You'll know. Listen, listen, listen. They're going to do a rhyme. Well, it's to be all good. of our fans out here, you know, here it comes. This is a good one. I hope this stranger doesn't spill all of his goo before we get to chapter two. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, I like don't think it. we've used goo yet. That's safe. That's a safe <laughs> bet. We're going with onomatopoeias this uh, this season. <laughs> you know I'm an onomatopoeiasman. Onomatopoeiasman? Does that work? 